0: VM. You are listening to the Signal Daily. Brought to you by Front Page Studios. The Reserve Bank of India does not want top bosses in private banks to take home too much money. You could be the CEO of a bank, but if the RBI thinks that you don't deserve a pay hike, there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. Take the case of Madhivanand Balakrishnan. In June 2023, he became full-time director of IDFC First Bank. But according to a report in Mint, the central bank approved his new salary with a 25-30% to cut because it felt IDFC First being a relatively small bank should only pay as much. Imagine taking a salary cut while being promoted. It should not then come across as surprising that in less than six months, Balakrishnan called it quits for another job, probably with a higher salary. If this makes you think, isn't RBI overstepping a little? I mean, why is it meddling with salaries? Well, let me tell you, you are in the wrong. The central bank's mandates does include approving salaries of executive leaders in private banks. And from the looks of it, it's a through and through, Tough master. Because see, the CEO of Indicent Bank, Sumant Katpalia, hasn't received a pay hike in four years. Mint reported Pralay Mondal, who is CEO of Catholic Syrian Bank, had to take a pay cut of as much as 52% after he was promoted as deputy managing director in 2021. And then if the RBI isn't outright rejecting requests for pay hikes, many complain that approvals are delayed. For instance, HDFC Bank's CEO. Sashidhar Jagdishan's performance bonus in 2022 was only approved in 2023. Apparently, the central bank is so strict about salaries of top bankers because it doesn't want private banks to reward executives for taking excessive risks in pursuit of short-term profit, which kind of makes sense. But the downside of it is that it is becoming tough for smaller banks to retain top management talent. An HR head of private bank told Mint that many senior bankers are even foregoing promotions because they don't want their salary packages to be scrutinized by the central bank. Now, as an HR, that's a tricky position to be in, isn't it? For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Manaswini and this is the Deep Dive for 18th January 2024. Where is the snow? That's one question a lot of people living in India's Himalayan states are pondering over. We are halfway through January, and this is supposed to be the time when you can barely see anything but a white blanket in the mountains and valleys. Yet this year, many hill stations, especially those that boast of smooth ski slopes, are still painted brown and green. Kashmir's Gulmarg is snowless. Uttarakhand's Auli is snowless. Himachal Pradesh's Piti Valley is also snowless. On 10th January, a Ladakh-based meteorologist working in the Indian Meteorological Department tweeted that there is no likelihood of snowfall in the affected regions of these states until 25th of this month. And that's bad news for local economies. Take Gulmark for instance. In winters, the town's vast tracts of land are usually frosty white, receiving on average 130 cm of snow in January. It is one of Asia's highest ski resort towns and it attracts thousands of Indian and foreign visitors every winter. But this season, snow is entirely missing in action. Slopes, which should have been blanketed with snow, are instead brown and green. And as a local tourism officer told the New York Times, no snow essentially means no tourism. So hotels in Gulmarg are reporting cancellations, private ski rental shops are shut, and ski instructors are also out of work. And ditto is the case for Auli in Uttarakhand. Kushal Sanghwan, who owns a private ski resort in the town, told the Times of India, and I'm quoting him here, Our cancellations have jumped. Tourists cancel just days before the booking if there is no snow. End quote. Well, clearly, this is going to be a tough season for tourism in the hills. Now, on the matter of hill towns receiving no or scanty snowfall this season, scientists and experts have two theories. First, no snow in Auli and Gulmar may be the result of decreasing intensity of western disturbances which bring rain and snow to northern India. And it's only going to get worse. Madhavan Rajivan, who's the former secretary of India's Earth Science Ministry, told Third Poll, and I quote, climate models suggest a further decrease of about 10-15% to 15% in the frequency of western disturbances by 2050 or so, end quote. Which is concerning. In simple words, If the intensity of western disturbances continues to decline year-on-year, the sight of snow in many hill stations would become a rarity. And in the second theory, there are the usual suspects, El Nino and climate change, which meddle with weather patterns around the world. In fact, Himalayan towns aren't the only ones suffering from a shortage of snow this winter. Snow is in decline across the northern hemisphere of the globe. According to Bloomberg, northern Italy, Afghanistan, parts of Central Asia, Northeastern China and the Andes are also grappling with a declining snowpack. If it continues like this, we'll get struck in a sinister low. Winter tourism will of course face headwinds, but the graver concern is that many parts of the world will run out of water. Lesser snowfall will lead to decreased snowpack in the hills, which means less amount of water will be stored in the form of frozen ice, which in turn will make rivers run dry. And for your information, In the northern hemisphere of the globe, nearly 80% of the human population depends on rivers trickling from snow-covered mountains. But anyway, at the moment, my thoughts are, with the newlyweds, who would have visited Gulmug this winter in the hopes of living their Bollywood dreams? You know what I'm talking about, right? On Indian celluloid, there is no romance as epic as romance in snow-covered mountains. I guess if snow vanishes from Gulmug and Auli, the dream that Bollywood sold us for decades would also be a casualty. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at the signal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was researched and written by Anoop Samewal, edited by Dinesh Narayanan, produced by me, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirwan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.